Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine I have Summer heat not. never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my nose And I'll see you Sing this part right here if you know it This high like if you're going down the road, people look at you like you're crazy. You just, I don't care. No, I don't care. Head in my way for another place. And I got three good tires. Right to the hook right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Budget live, not so live. And what's up, you bunch of low lifers? We're hanging in the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful Middle Tennessee. And this is the podcast for August the 2nd. And you low lifers are showing up and showing out. I got to say thank you, thank you, thank you. 15,000, we're over that hill now, but 15,000 this past weekend. On the YouTubes and the subscriber world And that, man, that, that sounds like not a lot When you look at people with 100,000, 400,000, a million But 15,000 people would barely fit in the Bridgestone Arena In Nashville, Tennessee So I'm grateful that that many people have clicked that button Over the short period of time that I've been doing this And uh, it's awesome, man, it's awesome Boats and Pros this week with James Watson The outpouring of just positivity and awesome comments uh, and views You guys watch the heck out of it Awesome So I just wanted to open the show With that bit of gratitude I really It's Like Boats and Pros was Was an idea that I had And uh, I'm so glad that Tanner Lines I get to work with Tanner And I'm glad the, that the pros Want to do it too You know Guys like James Take time out of their schedule Guys like Randy Howe Jason Christie Jordan Lee Jer- Gerald Schwindel They've all been a part Of Boats and Pros Carl Jacobson can't forget Carl, that's one of my favorite episodes But so many of y'all, are, this is your favorite So we've got five more 
and we've got to film them, but five more slated for this year and uh, for the rest of the year take us through. So about one a month is what we're going to try to average. And then there'll be a little break, and then we'll have more coming up very soon. So uh, thank you all so much. Hey, comment below real quick. If you're a Boats and Pros watcher and you're watching this, comment below, would you like – to see because I'm, I'm kind of doing them like seasons and, and it's hard, right? Like they're, they're very hard to shoot. Uh, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of uh, energy, effort, and obviously funding. And that's a big part of it. TH Marine, of course, has been a sponsor of Boats and Pros. And and uh, and that's the tricky part because, it, you know, it costs a lot more than it does to, uh, you know, make a normal fishing video, right? Um, so I would like to hear from y'all whether you would like to see one per month for like six months or do like two a month for like six months, like cram them in and then wait six months. I don't know how much boats and pros are you needing out there in your life. I I mean, I want to got an idea for another series too that I'm going to bring y'all's way uh, very soon with a good friend of mine that will remain nameless right now. We're going to try to film some of those this fall as well. So lots of things coming, but I just want to say thank you and let me know how would you, you know, like a TV series, it's once a week for, I don't know, 12 weeks or something. Um, I don't know, just it's different because it's YouTube and and uh, obviously um, you guys matter. So I want to know what you think about that. All right. So thank you so much. It's been awesome. We're, we're getting in on like 30,000 views, which is a lot for me and uh, on the Watson video. A lot of new Watson fans out there. I was impressed to see that. I actually texted him. And I was like, man, a lot of people don't like you, didn't like you until Boats and Pros. <laughs> so super grateful. Want to say thank you. Got to say a quick thank you to our sponsors. We're going to start it off with Star Trine like we always do because Star Trine kicks that ethanol in the teeth. We're coming up on that time of year where some folks are going to start putting away here in about a month, month or two, you're going to start putting away the bass boat, start getting in that side by side, hanging some deer stands, things like that. So make sure, make sure if you're going to store anything, you put you some star trying in it, whether that's your lawn equipment, chain saws, your weed eaters, you know, your log splitter, whatever. Little dab will do you. Kicks ethanol on the teeth. Star trying, star bright, bringing you low budget live. For going on four years We're nearing the four year anniversary Of this insanity I actually th- I gotta look at the exact date But uh, I'm definitely gonna look at that And try to do something for that But StarTron Been on board since day one They got my back They're good folks Down there in Florida And um, we appreciate their support Of LBL The folks at Sims My favorite slogan in fishing Some of my favorite people in fishing And, and definitely some of my favorite gear The folks at Sims Fishing products, bringing you low-budget live, bringing you quality outdoor gear from rain suits like the Pro Dry to that Solar Flex hoodie that I wear way too much. Just ask the Triple Threat. She will tell you that. I wear it way too much. Why are you wearing that shirt again? Well, because I can't. And I have worn out the double haul button-up shirt. It's what I wear on the MPFL sets where I wore at ICAST every day. It's what I wear to, like, dinners with my wife. I, I just, you know, it's... I'm not a fashionista. I'm not a fashion guru, but I do know what I like, and I do like Sims fishing products. And I'm here to remind all you low lifers that you get one life. Fish it well. The folks at Pro Guide Batteries bringing you LBL this year, powering up that Express X21. 
first part of the year with some 31 AGMs. Now I got their new lithium batteries. They weigh like 20-something pounds. It's crazy. Um, just actually got those installed here in the last couple of days. Haven't got to take them out of the water yet, but I'm looking forward to trying those this week. But make sure to go check out Pro Guide Batteries, and if you want a little break, a little old discount, you can use LBL10, code LBL10, at ProGuideBatteries.com. Get yourself fixed up for good right there with some power nobody battery issues just piss me off uh i've had so many of them over the years and this year's been awesome this year's been awesome a lot of y'all ask what i'm running for a cranking battery 31 agm as well there and i'm still going to be running that as a cranking battery a lot of motor companies actually uh void their warranty if you use a lithium cranking battery from what i from from what i've heard from what i'm hearing out there last but certainly not least Hang the banner right here. Look, there it is. Hang the banner. Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas. The fine folks at Express, the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus, the X-21 with the 250 show. And I just put a video up. If you didn't see it, go watch it. A lot of you have watched it already. But go check that out. I took it way, 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 way up a creek. I, I get a lot of questions about how shallow that thing will draft, how shallow. And I came to the conclusion, like 10 inches. Uh, I did not, when I filmed this, I did not have my lithiums in yet. Did not have my lithiums in, but I had a full tank of gas. So was running pretty heavy in the back end. But I, I would say 10 inches uh, for me is, is going to be about where I can get. But, but go check that video out. I showed just how, I mean, how good the thing is against current. And and look, there were some comments on the video. They're like, this is nothing but a boat commercial. Well, these people support me. You know, it's obvious. Express Boats, they're a sponsor, but they're more than that to me. They're friends, and, and I'll go even further. They're like family. They're really good people. And, and beyond that, like, I will never, and I appreciate y'all listening to the sponsor plugs on this show every week. And if you fast forward through them, that's okay, too. But... I will never run a product I don't believe in. When I ran Ranger Boats, I believed in Ranger Boats. I, I still think they're good boats. Like, my my life has just gone in a way that I'm with Express. And, I, and what I said in this video repeatedly, and you can go back and watch it if you haven't, is, like, it's a fit for me. It's a perfect fit for me because it's that perfect combination of an aluminum boat and, like, the width of a glass boat. It rides like a glass boat. Like, it will freak you out. If you've never been in an express boat and so many of the negative comments on these videos are like, yeah, you can't take that thing through rough water. I'll beat you there. Well, dude, I've been in a glass boat multiple times in rough water and I've been in my express this year in a lot of rough water situations. You ain't getting there no faster than me. Like you're just not. It's a 21 foot boat, 96 inch beam. It's a beast. It's a beast. I can fish offshore. People are like, blows around in the wind. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I promise you it doesn't. Um, like, I, I don't have any negatives on the boat. Like, I just don't. I know that sounds like a sales pitch. Sue me. Like, it, it's not. Like, I wouldn't sit on here. Y'all know I'm honest, transparent about as much as I as is I can be. To a fault at times, I would not talk about this week in and week out and make videos like that if I didn't care about the brand, care about the product. And obviously, they back their product up. So, Express Boats, building excitement since 1966 and bringing you LBL. All right, enough said. I had to get on a little rant. I had some, it just always, and y'all know how I get with commenters, but it just always, you know, I, I bust my butt 
to try to make videos to show you, like, maybe you're in the market for a boat. Maybe you, hey, I got some questions about how what that Express does, because I do. I get a ton of interest in the boat, ton of comments and questions a lot of times, a lot of messages. And so, like, I keep that in mind when I'm on the water when it's 112 making videos like I do, you know? Um, so appreciate all the kind folks out there. There's always a few sour grapes in the bunch, obviously, but uh, that have never ridden in one or, you know what I'm saying. They would never run one, though. Yeah, right. Um, so Express Boats, we appreciate them very, very much. Got a good guest today, a, a friend of mine. We're going to talk to you here in just a minute. But first, I've got a few things I want to ramble on here. Uh, first off, the... Uh, MLFLW Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, former FLW Tour, RIP, FLW Tour. Uh, they just had their finale. And I got to say, a congratulations to my old buddy Eeyore, Michael Neal. Been, uh, been knowing that guy for a while. He got him an AOI. He got him an AOI title over there at the Pro Circuit and uh, narrowly edged out Skeet Reese, who wouldn't have been caught dead fishing FLW a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but my how things shift in life. It's good to see Skeet catching them again, though, uh, and up there. But you know, I got a, I got a. It's it's odd. Cole Floyd coming in third. Clavian uh, Johns winning Rookie of the Year there. Congrats to all those guys. I still got a lot of buddies over there, and uh, it's awesome to see them doing well. Uh, Cole Floyd is an up and comer in this sport. That's going to be, you know, he he's he's going to be hard to handle for years to come. In my opinion, I fished fished around him some. He's a good kid, and uh, you know you're hanging in there with names like that. You look at their top ten in the AOI standings. Five of the ten were all BPT guys, right? Avena, Justin Lucas had a hell of a year over there. Uh, Cody Meyer, and and it's of course Michael and Skeet. And for me, man, I just and this goes. This goes uh, for the Opens as well, and I want to get into this with our guests, but should those guys, y'all comment on this, shoot me a message or whatever, Instagram, if you're if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, um, but should those guys be allowed to fish that feeder system? This is how you qualify for BPT. Now, I, I'm not a guy that says, this guy should be banned or barred from this tournament. I'm not that dude. At all, like local tournaments, they're like keep these pros out. Like I'm, I'm more the merrier, whatever. You're gonna have to fish it against these guys at the next level. But I do find it strange that this is that feeder arm to the, you know, top of the heap. We are bass fishing, bass pro tour, and you allow those guys, however many want to sign up, to fish it. Uh, friends of mine that fish FLW have zero problem with it. I will say that. Like, they're just like, whatever. Doesn't matter. But when you look and they do win AOI, whatever prize that comes with now, I'm not sure. But, you know, I don't know. It's it's odd for me. It's the same way in the Opens. Like, right now, you look at the Northern Opens, like, Polonix sits on top. Now, granted, they'll go down the list the same way the Pro Circuit will to get whoever gets to step up next. I'm not even sure how it works to go to Bass Pro Tour. But but you look there and and... I don't know, man. I, I don't know if that should be because ultimately these guys are great anglers and them being in the field, 
does cost somebody probably an area that they might have been able to be successful and possibly win a tournament because they're going to find everything, obviously. Uh, not saying they're better than the guys on the pro, pro circuit or or in the Bassmaster because God knows they're not. These are some of the hardest tournaments to compete in, do well in. Those, those guys are absolute stone-cold killers. I'm just saying, should it be allowed? Should it be allowed? If you're fishing the Opens, uh, if you're fishing the Opens, do you want to compete against those guys at the elite level? You know, personally, if you if that's what you're trying to qualify, I, I don't know. I don't know. I always think that's that's strange uh, a little bit, but I understand why they do it as well because it's opportunities to win money, that kind of thing. They're trying to feed their family, so I get that as well. Just let me know. Let me know. I, I'm I'm kind of like in the middle. Like it's weirder for me, I believe, in the pro circuit uh, for those guys to. Because, the man, they're just dumping more entry fee money. They're having to pay it at BPT. They're paying big entry fees. Of course, they're winning big. But, uh, you know, some some of the guys that I named on that list I've talked to, and they actually enjoy the pro circuit more than the Bass Pro Tour. They've won more money. Um, they enjoy the five-fish format a little bit more. So, I don't know. Y'all let me know what you think. I know you will. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, another thing that happened, i got to say congratulations to Cody Pike. I don't know Cody. Uh, but Cody won that event up there at the St. Lawrence River, absolutely smashed on him. My buddy, my old buddy, Matt Steffen finishes second. Matt is an absolute freaking, he's one of the most consistent anglers in this entire country. And if you don't believe me, just go look up his stats. Matt is, uh, he's a great dude to boot, Wisconsin angler, but he finished second. And, uh, another one of my buddies, Joey Fuentes, the most fun name to say in bass fishing, Joey was leading it going into the final day. I could not have been pulling for anybody more than I was for Joey, and uh, it just slipped away from him on the final day, and he ended up third. But uh, Joey's a good dude. Uh, fished co-angler when I did over there, and then fished pro when I did. And uh, Joey's Joey's one of the good guys, runs around with Larry Nixon. He actually was Larry's co-angler. Like, how cool is that? For years, he got to uh, get a get a up-close-and-personal look at the legend freaking Larry Nixon, the general. So um, wasn't able to get it done up there. I've been texting him like, dude, come on, win it. Let's do an LBO. But, you know, Joey, you didn't win, so you're not on here this week. <laughs> Just messing, buddy. We need to do one soon. And then last but not least from the pro circuit before we move on is hashtag Coxwatch. 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 Uh, and another top ten on the St. Lawrence River. <laughs> The Florida smallmouth guru. Dear Lord. Mm. Dear Lord. I'm telling you right now, that dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's incredible to me. I mean, this guy grows up in Florida, and now he's like St. Clair last year. Just catching them. Same thing at the St. Lawrence. I'm going to, you know, I had, I pissed everybody at Bassmaster off when I had him on, apparently, uh, to talk about how he's going to get DQ'd just to let him tell his side of it. And I'm hearing that through the grapevine, and I apologize uh, for helping out a friend of mine, guys. Um, but uh, they probably made the right call not letting him in because he would have top-tended it too, and then everybody would have really been whining. Because <laughs> he apparently has the St. Lawrence River freaking dialed, man. Holy crap. <laughs> Cox watch. Uh, I, love, uh, I love some John Cox. Got to be careful how you say that. That's for sure. But... Uh, you know, I talked to a Bassmaster Elite angler this week about that situation with John, and and they disagreed with me. 
on, on having uh, on on my stance on letting him fish and and uh, and and look, rules are rules. I want to reiterate that one more time. John's cool with it now. He made the freaking classic, but uh, yeah, I heard through the grapevine a, a couple folks at Bass were uh, upset that I had him on. But here's the thing: you can't love honesty, integrity, and transparency. Only when I talk about things that you want me to talk about. <laughs> That's just how it works, man. Like, if I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it, right? Uh, so, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, another major tournament this week, the Bassmaster Open up on Lake Oneida, the Northern Open, the second Northern Open in the Open's Purgatory, that I like to call it, because, damn, that is murderer's row, 200-something boats in every tournament. It's, it's tough, man. And uh, i got to say congratulations to Bill Perkins. I don't know, Bill. Um, I think he only jumped in that event, which I do have a problem with. I will say that. The the cherry picking that goes on in the opens and not fishing all three, because you cost yourself a classic berth, Bill. You should have gone to the James River. I understand why people don't do it time, timing-wise, but I do feel like Bass needs to um, make it where you got to sign up for all three. got to fish all three. We've seen that time and time again uh, over the years, and, and I think that, that need, and I think first and second place were only fishing that event, or they're only fish that one and maybe the St. Lawrence. I'm not sure. Maybe they're going to fish two of the three. But I just – I think you need to fish all three. I do. No cherry picking. If it's your home lake, fish the one before it. I mean, you're really stupid if you don't because it costs you a damn uh, a damn classic berth. And my thing is maybe Bill signed up for James River and didn't get in. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he tried because those those definitely filled up above and beyond. But I'd like to see something like that where you got to sign up for all three – you can't just fish one. FLW did that years ago. They used to let people cherry pick in the final tournaments of the year, and you'd have locals get in and win or do really well. And then they made it where you have to fish all of the events. I think that is. Uh, I think that's a, a rule that needs to be put in place. Definitely a tougher Lake Oneida than we have seen. Text our guest real fast. Let's see here. Text our guest right now. But definitely a tougher Oneida than we've seen in the past. Uh, one of the lakes that I used to just dream about fishing, I never have had a chance to to get on Oneida. And seemed to be a little bit tougher. Top end weights were fine, kind of what we've seen, but it definitely uh, definitely was a little bit tougher. Shout out to Mike Iconelli. Holy crap. I heard him say in a video, 10 top 10s or 11 top 10s now. At freaking Oneida Like come on He says I consider him my home lake He lives However far from there But Iconelli Interestingly enough Talked about Brandon Polnick Being up there Brandon also Called him At Oneida Of course He's a smallmouth guru But Iconelli second In those northern open points Going into the St. Lawrence River If he gets an elite series invite What will he do? I don't know. You never know with, with Iconelli at all, in the least. You never know. Never, 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 never. But uh, it's definitely something worth watching in September when they go up there to the to the St. Lawrence River. Can he pull it off? That's the only division he's fishing. Now, I know he's fishing a lot of kayak tournaments, but that's been the big wild card question in bass fishing this year. It's like, what's Ike going to do? What's Ike going to do? And We'll see. We'll see. It's interesting to see his name up there, right? Like, you know, second place, man. Uh, 
he has a pretty good one at St. Lawrence. He'll be in that top three. So decisions will have to be made. And, and who knows, man? I Ike's just living free and easy. You know, he didn't. He wasn't at the Classic. He wasn't at ICAST. He's just roaming the country in a camper, living his best life, kayak fishing. So maybe he doesn't want any part of, like, big-time tournament fishing anymore. But I feel like he's a guy that's so addicted to it that, man, if they dangle that carrot in front of him again, I don't know. He don't bite. Be interesting to see. But he's he's if he does, he's earning it back, you know. He's qualifying. So today's guest is – a really good friend of mine. He's been on the podcast a ton, especially in the early years of doing LBL. We did some lives with this young man. He is a former roommate of mine when I fished the tour, and uh, he has had so many near misses for the Elite Series, had uh, moved over to FLW, fished over there, had some success, some top 10s. In my opinion, I've known, known this dude a long time since he was a very young man, He's one of the brightest spots in this sport, and he just had a heartbreaking finish at Oneida, finishing in third place, had an opportunity to win, and I could not be more bummed for him. We're going to get him on the phone to talk about the Opens and everything else going on in the life of Sammy George. What's going on? What's up, Sam George? How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm all right. I am sitting on the shores of the St. Lawrence River in uh, Clayton, New York. That doesn't suck, buddy. That doesn't I suck. It. I know it. This is, uh, this is one of my favorite places in the world. They can have the beach. I'll stay here. <laughs> I, I agree. I've been there a few times, and I, and I agree. Are you uh, putting in some time before that last open? Is that what you're doing up there? I'm uh, actually not. I uh, I don't even have a boat with me. Uh, my fiance flew up for the weigh-in yesterday, and uh, we decided to take a day off driving and uh, just came up here for the day and just kind of hung out a little bit. We're staying here at the, uh, I think it's called the Harbor Hotel. Uh, we've stayed here a few times, and uh, really nice, cool little area. Man, you walk around, shop a little bit, look at the river. It's awesome. uh Major League Fishing guys roll by today, so uh, that was kind of cool. So it's a neat little town. We like it. Oh, Clayton's the best, man. Where's your boat? I got to ask you that. Where's your Where's your boat at? Oh, uh, we. Uh, <laughs> I left it at Lake Oneida. It's, uh, Are you hoping it's, somebody it's, steals it? <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be all right. It's uh, it's pretty safe where it is. There's a uh, kind of a little fenced-in farm area we know some uh some family friends that we have up here that we've stayed with uh several times and we usually uh we leave it part there multiple times usually throughout the year and fly home in between events especially like you know northern swings and stuff so are you uh, gonna leave it in between now and the st Lawrence river because i don't see you being without a boat down here for that long yeah that's not gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) that's what i figured i kind of you know i I typically fish best when I'm fishing a lot, so I really don't need to take, you know, four weeks off fishing and uh, not be doing any kind of fishing, so I'm, I'm going to take it home with me for sure. Well, and, I'll be uh, honest with you. You're coming home to really sucky fishing. I would just stay up there. <laughs> I know. It. That's, uh, that's what I've heard. It's actually, uh, I, I'm actually kind of cold up here. I, I kind of, uh, I have goosebumps sitting don't, here. Just um, stop. And I've. 
I've heard that uh, that's going to go away when I when I get home tomorrow. When you get to about Ohio, that shit's going to disappear. Trust me, buddy, because uh, it was about 137 uh, here today. I'm pretty sure. Great. It's ridiculous with a 3,000 percent humidity. Actually, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. We had some major storms last night, like craziest lightning I think I've ever seen in my whole life, for real. And it did cool off a little bit. I think it's supposed to be in like mid to upper 80s this week. But truly, we've had heat index. I mean, and I know, I know your your pops has probably been filling you in on it. But it's been like over 100 heat index every day. And, and, and it's not, uh, you can't walk to the mailbox without being soaked by the time you get back, I promise you. Nice. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, I, and I talked to BK, Brad Knight. Shout out Brad, who made the uh, title championship up there for uh, Major League Fishing Big Five MLFLW, and he texted me. He's like, "It's 52 degrees here this morning. I'm freezing." I'm like, "Get, get out of here with that crap, man!" <laughs> he texts me. He's like, "I got a hoodie on. I'm so cold. Oh, like, yeah. I did, hate you." Oh yeah, he did his job this week. We talked about it. He going did, up, man. He he was real worried. He told me he said. He said multiple times, he said, man, I've envisioned catching like 17, 18 pounds the first day and catching like two on day two. It just totally <laughs> fallen on my face. He's, he told me that probably 10 or 12 Same. times going up there. <laughs> he told me that the day before the damn tournament, and I was like, Brad, you got to get over that now, like right he now. Called, he called me the first morning. It was like 9 o'clock. He said, he said, ah, they're biting a little bit. I've had like 20 pounds on a chatterbait, and I'm just really worried about it. <laughs> yeah, that's not like Brad. <laughs> I tell you what, that sounds like your little lying self. I, I told, oh, yeah, so oh yeah, here we go. I'm going to put you on blast right here on on the hook right here. LBL, I told my family we were watching you weigh in yesterday. I said, he's a liar. He's like, I didn't have any bites of price. I said, liar. He's a liar. <laughs> he said, my best tournaments, yeah, Mr. Bose, my best tournaments are when I don't catch any in practice. I said, liar. He's just saying that for all the times he's lied to us over the years. <laughs> Yeah. What do you? What my, say uh, you, Sammy? <laughs> that's that's my uh, that's my excuse every time. Right? Yeah, I hear you. That's my alibi. My favorite uh, Sam George story is you yeah, catching I, like thirty-seven pounds the first day at Raven or whatever in the hell they weighed, and you're like, yeah, man, I had like one five-pounder in practice. You caught two tens the first day or something. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls up, and I'm like, I had I had like three fish. And I was like, Sam, do not come back to the house tonight. <laughs> I think I was the I was the most surprised out of anybody. It was awesome. That's what it was. It was incredible. It, uh, it was fun. I that doesn't uh, that was that was not expected to happen. I, I when I had my first bite, I thought, dang, that's more than uh, than what I thought I was going to catch with five all day. I can relax now. <laughs> that was a brutal tournament for some people. That's for yeah, sure. One of the, the guy you're tough. talking to. Uh, so, talk about Oneida, man. I want to talk to you about the opens. I want to get your opinion on some stuff about the opens, but uh, talk about Oneida coming out of practice. Did you because you had a shot, dude? And you sent me a text last night, and I and I hope you don't care for me sharing this, but it, it gutted me for you because I know how hard you work, I know how great of a fisherman you are, I know how many times you've been right there. You were there at Champlain, you had a legitimate shot at Rayburn that year, kind of goes away from you. And then this one, I really did. I told my dad the night before, I was like, Sammy's going to win. And I said, like, I, I think when you told me what you were doing, some of the adjustments you had made on day two, I'm like, I, I think Sammy's going to win. Um, coming out of practice, did you think that was the, the – the, you had a chance? Absolutely not. 
Like, if you had, if you had given me the option, I mean, man, because. I mean, if you've talked about the opens on here, I mean, and, and anybody that follows it, I mean, you know that you can't afford a, a bomb in one of those. And, I mean, really and truly, I mean, I told people at home, if you'd have given me a 50th or 60th place, I wouldn't have even showed up on day day one and just gone home. I mean, it was it was that bad. And, I mean, you know, there's everybody says, you know, be positive, be positive, be positive. But, man, I mean, when when you're trying to, like, get to that level and, you know, truly make decisions for your career. I mean, there's what I like to call business decisions where you somewhat have to back up and punt. And, you know, sometimes you have tournaments where you just have to get all you can get because you know that, you know, bad ones are coming. You just have to try to get through it with the best you can do. And I I really thought that's what it was going to be. You know, I thought it was going to be one where, you know, just capitalize on everything. You know, if when I, when I had a bite, it was, you know, typically a big one, but, I mean, I literally, the best day I had in practice was three bites in a day. Like, that wow. was it. And I, I'm not talking like, oh, I pull up, catch one of my first drop and leave. I mean, I'm talking like, fish. I would get on stretches <laughs> for miles. I mean, put the troll motor down and not pick it up for two or three hours. Jeez. And uh, get like one bite. I mean, I, I'd throw a jerk bait down, you know, like one mile stretches you know, and not get a bite and, uh, just, just totally wasn't, you know, expecting any kind of good finish. I mean, I, I was just going to try to catch everything. And, and I talked to Swindle the night before the tournament. I told him, you know, all I know else to do is basically, you know, small mouth fish till the sun gets up and then skip every dock on the lake and just try to catch, you know, 10 or 11 pounds of large mouth. <laughs> and, uh, that's how tough I really felt like it was. And, uh, you know, it, it, the first, uh, the first bite I had that morning was, you know, right off the bat, but he was like, I think 15 ounces on my scale. And, uh, I thought, I thought, great. We're not going to zero. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, caught another little one real quick. And, uh, man, the wind was blowing. God was blowing. And, uh, yeah, the pictures look brutal. Yeah, it was blowing, and man, I, I really, uh, I really just didn't have a lot of options uh, fishing wise. The, the few places that, you know, I thought I could catch one or two were really specific, you know, little bitty deals that, you know, weren't things that, you know, you could really fish in that kind of wind. And uh, I, I just made the right decision. I put myself in an area of the lake that I have a lot of history in and have a lot of confidence in, but it's a big area that I was able to kind of drift around with and make the most out of the weather conditions and uh you know i i got i think i, I it was like one bite an hour is what it averaged out to be. but like when i swung on one it was you know like three to three and three quarter pounds like every time which is gold I there mean, yeah absolutely i mean the first day uh the first day i, I mean i i caught them slow and steady and uh where i did the rest of my damage um I basically was coming back uh, from that area. I mean, I had 15, 16 pounds and was pretty happy with it. And there was one place. It was a uh, kind of just a deeper flat. Uh, it was a, had a you know decent line of grass, but it wasn't really just a uh, – it was really like slow tapering. It's kind of hard to explain, but it, it kind of had some little isolated clumps on it. But on the outside of it, there were a few little hard spots. And uh, – in practice, I'd seen some comorants diving on it one evening, 
and uh, went over there. And, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, you pull up and just catch them. I mean, I, I could see some, you know, fish on live scope and stuff like that. Wouldn't bite, wouldn't bite, wouldn't bite. And, uh, like, I don't know, probably after 20 or 30 minutes, one on bit. But it was like a three-and-a-half pounder. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, basically right at the end of day one, I pulled over there. And, uh, you know, immediately shut down. And on 2D, I could see them everywhere and turned around and I mean caught him every cast for like 10 minutes cold, probably five or six times no kidding I had to go and I thought that that was kind of you're like I got him now <laughs> I kind of you know I got up to about 18 and I thought huh you know that kind of surprised me and kind of got me a little interested in what was going to come for the week no doubt no doubt about it well dude going back to and I, and I jumped all over the place like like I normally do but Day three, you got a chance. I was keeping up on Bass Track. My kids could have been playing in traffic for all I know because I was just glued to Bass Track and the blog and trying to find out what my little buddy Sammy was doing. And you came up short, and you texted me, and you told me that you actually cried. Like you were that shook, that upset, because you had the opportunity, you had the fish on to win. And to me, dude, that speaks volumes about our sport. In that you put your life into it, but that and but what the classic means, yeah, and a and win, that, that, and that's what you know. It was really weird, man. You know, like you know, we do what we do. I mean, at the end of the day, we 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 fish because we love it. I mean, there's a handful of guys make a lot of money doing it. You know, there's a lot of guys that make a decent living doing it, and there's a lot of guys that make no money doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, at the end of the day, you know, you're. Uh, I mean, it's just a, a outlet for your competitive side. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just a guy, man. I, I just like fish, you know, and, and I've always, you know, loved the competition of it and everything, but you know, when it, it at the beginning of the week, it, it really, it was kind of weird how it transitioned. And, uh, you know, you almost, I've had it happen before, but like this week was the first time that you true, like, you know, deep down, like I really felt like it was fixing to happen. You want it and you feel like it's your time almost. Yeah. And you basically the money, everything, like if you'd have told me, like I wouldn't have even cared if you wrote paycheck for winning. Like my focus totally shifted to, you know, everything you've ever done, you know, walking ponds in your hometown, walking the riverbanks with your buddies, you know, like hopping from golf course ponds to creek fishing. I mean, everything that you've ever done bass fishing wise came down to the next basically eight hours on the lake <laughs> is going to put you on the biggest stage in bass fishing. And uh, that's, that gives me chills. And so, you know, and, and it didn't like freak me out, but it was just kind of a realization and it like it totally – that's all that, that mattered at that moment. You know, I didn't care about the money, didn't care about any of it. That's all. I mean, that was all that I was focused on. So when it didn't happen and you – and everybody talks about lost fish, you said it on stage. Everybody loses them. Everybody's going to lose them. But when you're in that position to win, losing those big ones just it, – it, it's everything. I mean, it, it's everything. And you said it best. You're like, when it's your time, it's your time. Uh, and I think that is how you got to look at it. So 
with that, I mean, hearing your passion, like I, I, I'm lucky to know you personally, known you since you were a kid. Hell, you're still a kid. Uh, I'm old as dirt, but uh, you're, I, you're, dude, you've always been that way. You've been such a like you made me at times more enthusiastic about bass fishing, and I don't need a lot of help in that department most of the time because I'm just obsessed with it. But, but you, you truly, man, you've always had a passion since you were a young kid, and everything in your life has kind of been tailored to getting you to the elite series, getting you to the classic. I mean, your parents have supported you like you were homeschooled. You worked on the farm. You busted your hind end working working on the family farm. But like so you could fish tournaments though, right? I mean that it, that's a fair way to put it. Like your your folks are like, "Hey, we could pay for him an education, but shit, we'd rather him be doing this." And like it's so cool to see now you've missed the elite series what? Two times? Uh, I've had a, I think a six in the points, like a ninth and like a twelfth, I think. You've been close so many times, and now you're creeping up on it again. Where are you in the overall? Is it eighth place, or have they updated it? Uh, for... Eighth or ninth, I think. Okay. I looked since yesterday. Okay. Right there, I think. Is that uh, your best chance is through the overalls? I would say, and then I think I'm in like, I want to say eighth or ninth in the Southerns as well. Okay. I'm not really sure. And you guys have one more to go? I I don't really keep track of it. (laughs) So you got, well, that's all you can do is fish and see where where it all falls at the end of the deal and wait on a phone call from somebody, right? I mean, that's that's all you can do. Now, you've got four total left, if my math is correct. One Northern, one Southern, two Centrals. Uh, If you were to make it, are you going to the Elites? Yeah, absolutely. That's the I mean, that's I, the end you know, goal, obviously. Yeah, I mean that's really, uh, you know, man. I, I've I've fished several different things, and, and man, really, at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's just what I've always wanted. Um, you know, it, it's not a it's not a politics thing. It's not a you know. It, it, there's really the only reason you know that that I want to do that is because in my eyes it's always been the biggest stage in bass fishing mm-hmm. and you know those blue trophies the classic you know it, it's just that's it's really really always you know just kind of been what was in my focus growing up you know that's what i grew up watching that's you know i you know standing on the classic stage i mean that's just what you know you always envision i mean it, it's what it's the reason you drive thousands of miles every year. I mean, that's what draws you to it. And, uh, you know, I definitely, if I was given that opportunity, there wouldn't be a uh, single doubt in my mind about taking it. So even in a year, like you're scheduled to have a pretty big year, obviously doing well in the opens, have a chance at making the elites, got to close it out in four more tournaments, but you're also in December, you're uh, getting married. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, no big deal. You could potentially make the elite series and start a marriage at the same time. What could go wrong, Sammy? (laughs) Yeah. Well, she, uh, luckily she, she kind of, the fishing thing was around. That's right. That's right. uh, She kind of knew what she was getting into. Yeah, she she, did. Uh, I think she she would like it just as much as yeah, I would. Uh, that's a fact. You know, she's uh, she's been really supportive of it. I mean, she flew up here. She she was watching just as much as anybody. You know, I mean, it it teamwork makes the dream work. No doubt, I mean? man. It's, no doubt. There's a there's a lot a lot of successful guys on the lake that you know have really supportive uh, 
wives and you know families i mean if you there's not a lot of guys out there that are successful that are just single guys you know rolling around not doing nothing you know just kind of that stability helps you know. man that stability yeah, I mean, i'm not gonna i mean i shouldn't say that but you know what i mean i know yeah it helps uh, it helps you know building a brand no and, doubt you know everything you know like van Dam and iconelli and all them i mean they're all Gerald you know, Leanne, there's so many. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a great example. You know, Gerald and Leanne, I mean, they're, you know, without one, like there's hardly one without the other. That's right. You know what I mean? And, that's right. Um, so it, it's, uh, it helps having somebody that, that kind of under, understands it, you know, pushes you uh, to the best of your abilities and is there on the good days and they're on the bad ones. Man, she must be sitting with you in the truck. <laughs> She's uh she's actually inside taking a quiz right now that she better pass because she's got about one year left in gra- or uh, one semester left. I was gonna say she's getting close. School. Yeah, I was gonna say. I told her I said I'm going to the truck. You better pass. We're not doing an extra semester. No, <laughs> no, no more extra semesters. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with one more thing because I promised you I'd get you I'd get you in and out so you could go up there and have your pre-honeymoon honeymoon up there in Thousand Islands, dang it. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of your location in life right now. Uh, dude, I, I opened the show. I, I was talking about this, and, and this is one, and I want your opinion because I call the Opens Bass Fishing Purgatory because they can be, and you know what I mean by that. Like, it is a damn grind. It's a lot of money. The payouts aren't great, right? But – you have to get through that gauntlet to get to the next level. So many guys, I use a guy like Josh Douglas, for example, for a lot of years. You know Dougie well, like I yeah. do. Dude, he's a great fisherman. He's been out there just putting in the work. Joey Nanai, so many guys that have been out there that just can't have that perfect season because like you said, you, you said you can't have a bad event. I don't think, I do not believe you can have a bad day in the opens yeah. and make the elites. And that's terrifying. That's terrifying Absolutely. that you can't have one bad day. Like I look at my finish at Pickwick in 60th, and I'm not trying to make the elite series, but I look at that and I'm like, you're done. A six, if you're only fishing one division, you have a 60th out of 225 boats, done. It's yeah. a wrap. It's so hard. I mean, you would have to have like two top threes to even, and then you're still not making it. I don't believe just from years yeah. and years of watching it. But dude, I was talking about this in regards to the pro circuit. Okay, so they've got it's the feeder system for Bass Pro Tour, and out of their top ten in AOI, five of the guys were BPT guys. But it's how you qualify for BPT. So my question is this: It's the same with the Opens. Like right now, you look at Polinick; he's leading the Northern Points. But I know Bass calls down the list if there's already elite guys. But do you think? And this isn't I'm not trying to make this a loaded question. But do you think that those guys should fish those events? Uh like as far as elite series guys? Yeah, elite series guys in the opens or those BPT guys in that pro circuit. The 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 you're trying to qualify to fish their trail, but they're fishing your trail to try to make extra money. That's what I'm getting at. Uh and I'm kind of indifferent on it. Well, I just want an angler's opinion. Yeah. I see both sides up, man. Like, you know, here. Well, I mean, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about this side of it for a minute. I kind of like it because you know, 
Like, for example, <laughs> this was pretty funny because this actually happened 10 minutes ago. I got on the elevator to come down here for, for this phone call, and the, the guy looked at my hat. I had a TH3 hat. He said, are you a fisherman? I said, yeah, we just had a tournament at Lake Oneida. He said, really? I was watching that. He said, where'd you finish? I said, third. He said, ha, you beat Iconelli. <laughs> okay. But Iconelli, not currently an Elite Series guy, though, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, like, he's yeah, he's I, doing I, his I, thing. But yeah. I get what you're saying. It's a matter of pride beating those guys. Well, yes. and, and But, man, like, at the end of the day, Iconelli's not an Elite guy right now. But he is he's the man level. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Of he's course. Currently, I think he's in first or second. Or second. Second. Points, third yep. points. I don't know. But, like. For me, uh, you know, trying to make it, when you have events like this week and, and previous events where you're, you know, consistently competing with those guys, um, you know, for me, that is a confidence booster because I feel like I can compete at that level. Yeah, you know, I, I having, get it. You know, when I was looking around at weigh-in yesterday, I mean, we had Peroznik, Kalanick, <laughs> yeah. Iconelli, uh I think I'm missing one more. Who else am I missing? There was somebody else, I feel like. But, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of money won between those three or four guys. No doubt. You know what I mean? No doubt. They're some of the best, especially when it comes to smallmouth northern waters. And when you're sitting there around them, you know, you're like, man, I just beat, like, you know, some of the Muhammad Ali's of of bass fishing. No doubt. And uh, so, to me, I I don't mind it. you know, just from a confidence deal. Um, now, there are factors that I could see, you know, being a thing. You know, like, for example, uh, you know, we'll just pretend Iconelli was or was an elite, still an elite series fisherman, and we were sharing the same area this week. And, you know, in a way, we definitely probably took the chance of winning away from each other. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm that indeed at the end of the year or at the end of the season can affect points of not necessarily even if he's if say he was qualified you know at the end of the day that can affect my points um and your you pocketbook too your bank yeah, account and, yeah which i you know and that's not the scenario right now yeah of but, course of course you know just just i brought if, that if up talking was, about the so pro like, circuit like michael neal skeet reese Justin Lucas, like, those dudes are finding juice, right? So if you're a pro circuit guy and they're not in the event and you find that juice, you know what I'm getting at. Like, it's just exactly what you're saying. Like, that essentially takes you out of being able to win because you're splitting it up. Yeah, and so, like, you do kind of have scenarios like that. You know, we kind of had a a scenario like that last year on uh, the pro circuit uh, where – you know, with COVID and everything, you know, there was some damage control, you know, and business decisions being made <laughs> yeah. where, you know, we had to combine some stuff and, you know, which I, you know, I understand, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, when we had, you know, 10 or 12 guys on one community hole and, you know, half of them are, you know, Bass Pro Tour guys and the yeah. other half are MLW guys, you know, that affects a lot of no uh, season outcomes. No and, doubt. You know, and, and you and know, they couldn't make y'all's championship last year. They couldn't make Correct. the championship, but they can this year, which is weird, I feel like. I can, I can understand last year not making it. Uh, yeah. This year, I guess, because of them fishing the full season. The whole t- you know, thing. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, you know, it's understandable. But, man, I, you know, I, I, 
I see all aspects of it. I don't really, you know, have a direct opinion about it. You don't lose sleep over it. I I don't. Um, You know, I mean, (laughs) like it, it didn't, this week in my scenario, it didn't affect me. The, the Bill Perkins that won, he's a local here, AJ Slagona. He, you know, he lives right down the road. I mean, I, in my head, you know, I beat everybody that That's know, right. was on that elite level. And, you know, the two guys that, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't like I, I lost to a current elite series guy and I, I don't have any bad blood about it. I mean, I, I love seeing, you know, like Bill Perkins, you know, he's a, real nice guy. I talked to him after weigh-in, you know, I, I have no bad feelings towards that. You know, it, it, he was only fishing. I think this one event he, he lives here. I mean, congratulations to him. He earned it. You know, AJ Slagona, he fished the tour a couple of years. Uh, yeah. Good fisherman. fisherman. Yeah. You know, good golly, fisherman. small mouth, small mouth hammer. Um, you know, he, he, he did his job this week too. I mean, and summing in my eyes as far as, uh, you know, like elite series guys coming down and fishing them, I have no problem with it because, you know, they're, it doesn't matter um, to me, you know, when you go to a lake, it doesn't matter, you know, how how many top-level guys there are, how many low-level guys there are. When you put a certain amount of number, you know, or certain amount of anglers on the water, there's a number that it's going to take to win a tournament. No doubt, no and doubt. No matter – what it is, that number is what you have to hit. That lake's going to give it line. give it up, right? Exactly. Like, that's I mean, it. It's just it's just how it's what a lake can support. So I mean, if if you know if there's a if you have a big event, there's going to be a number that you have to hit to win that event, no matter who's fishing it. And if you do your job, it doesn't matter who's that's in right. the tournament. If you do your job and beat the lake. It'll be all right. That's awesome. That's a good way to look at it, even in local terms. Guys that gripe and complain about, quote, pros pulling up, you know. Well, if you do your job, right? If you do your job, then then you win. Well, Sammy, dude, I could not be more proud of you this week. I know you came up short. You're bummed. I'm bummed for you. But, dude, the future's bright for Sammy George. And uh, I really, really appreciate you coming on. And uh, it's been a while since you've done LBO. You've done it several times. I think the last time that you did it, we had some fireworks. (laughs) You remember that? (laughs) The night uh, the lights went out in Greenville, South Carolina. (laughs) I think there was some, uh, yeah. Some Jerry Springer stuff. There, there, there was. It got it got interesting. You know, there might have been some floating sunglasses that got smashed. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah. Oh uh, me, but it's been a while. We got to get it. you back here in the low budget bar and grill and uh, and throw down, buddy. Soon when you get back uh, home, we'll do one. I'm hoping we do. I hope the uh, I hope here in a few weeks. I'm I've been sitting here looking at the St. Lawrence River. Uh, itching to get back up here in three weeks i uh, i made myself sit through the trophy presentation yesterday and took every bit of it and like wanted to make sure i remembered what that felt like so i could come up here and think about it during practice dude if anybody can catch them brownings i know you can i don't know where you get it from but uh we don't catch them like that on that tennessee river <laughs> but you got smallmouth blood in your blood i'm convinced sammy well, george I'll, you're the man i appreciate it i enjoyed it Everybody be safe and uh, go catch us. Yeah, and, go, and go follow Sammy George on all social media. Give him heck on there about getting married and uh, and being a low lifer. Sammy's an OG low lifer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
OG. I was there from the get. That's right. You were. You were. You've, you've been. You've been probably on the show other than Brad Knight and John Cox. I think more than anybody. So. <laughs> I like it. I like it. One soon. I hope with a big trophy. I hope so too, buddy. We'll bring that thing in here in the bar and grill and set that sucker up. All right, Sam. Be safe up there, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you. See you, buddy. Sammy George. Sam George fishing on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. He's a good one, man. And I, it, it's, it, man. I almost got emotional hearing him talk about that, like pond hopping and creek hopping and all that it's just so true man and those tears like he he texted me last night and it really did it it uh he's like man i cried for like several minutes backstage because i just knew i'd blown a chance and that just speaks volumes to what what this sport means to so many of us y'all listening y'all understand that even if it's your your local tournaments if you're fishing bigger to whatever like man, it just matters. It just matters, and and uh, I hate it for him. I hate it for him. But again, like he said, congrats to Bill Perkins, AJ Sagonia. They finished ahead of him there. But uh, Sam, it won't be the last time that Sam gets near a trophy. I promise you. I, I've spent a lot of hours in a boat with Sammy. He is uh, he's an impressive, impressive dude in his twenties and uh, bright future ahead of him. So uh, thanks to him for coming on and talking about those opens with us. All right, I'm going to take you out with Biloxi Blues. Just want to say thanks to each and every one of you. I know I do it every week, but I, I, I really mean it. Uh, thanks to all of you that hit the subscribe button. Thanks to every one of you that sends me messages saying, hey, thank you, or comments, thank you for making this content. I put a lot of time, energy, and effort into it because I enjoy it, right? And knowing that other people enjoy it as well, it, it's, it, it means everything. It's awesome. So I appreciate Appreciate, appreciate. That's all I can say. I'm just appreciative. So grateful for each and every one of you low lifers. Gonna take you out with Biloxi Blues. Don't forget, got some new music out on iTunes as well. Do you want to go check that out? Me and Shannon Wheeler, the COVID sessions. Greatly appreciate that as well. Thank y'all, and I will see y'all next time. I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no. And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there